your seat. Wow, man, you nearly make me all teary, Frosty. My goodness, goodness me. Hey, uh, we are, we're just so excited about, um, well, we feel very um, overwhelmed and uh, just honoured that Pastor Luke would entrust us with essentially what he's built from the ground up is just a huge honour for us and it is our privilege to be your pastors and um, now to carry that for the rest of, for all our campuses and what's going on with um, our leadership college and all that stuff is just really exciting. So it's a huge honour for us and we so appreciate your prayers um, as we go into it. I, I want to let you know about something exciting. There's a bus on the stage, yes. Let's just acknowledge it. All right, good. We're good? All right. Uh, I want to let you know because today in all of our morning services, it's been International Sunday and we celebrated International Sunday. We're celebrating the diversity of the, the cultures and the nationalities in our church, which we just get so excited about because it, it's what makes us who we are. Uh, and yesterday we, we celebrated in the best way that we possibly could have and that was with a food festival. Uh, but the food festival wasn't just about eating amazing food from lots of different nationalities. It, it was actually about raising money for Christmas Box, which is our initiative, our Christmas initiative, where we um, hand out, um, we're going for a thousand boxes this year, which is the biggest we've ever gone for. them big, really luxurious boxes, and we're so excited to be going for a thousand this year. But yesterday we raised money. Do you guys want to know how much we raised? We raised seventeen and a half thousand dollars at the food festival yesterday. We actually need 100,000, so if you could keep that coming, that would be great. But I want to say a massive thank you to all of the stallholders. I don't know how many of them are here tonight, but can you give a huge round of applause to all the stallholders? Because not only, not only did they stand on their feet all day, but they also donated all of the ingredients for the food. Just incredibly generous and we're just so blessed by them. So thank you so much for coming out and supporting. I know I ate way too much, uh, but um, we just were so blessed by, by the day and all those who came and the community that came in as well. As Frosty said, this is our last Sunday before we head out on sabbatical. So you won't see us for a little while, but you'll be okay. We've got an incredible team who are going to take the lead and we're just um, totally uh, trusting them and uh, they're going to do an absolutely amazing job. Adrian and Dean and the rest of the team are going to be leading it while we're away. And so I want to encourage you to get behind them, really encourage them, say nice things to them and support them and don't, don't just you know, keep things cool and calm and collected while we're gone, all right? <laughs> now, they're going to do an incredible job, and we're just, um, we're gutted to be missing Christmas, to be honest. Love Christmas here. But anyway, hey, I've got a message for you tonight that I'm really excited to bring, and uh, it, it's, it's really one that I think is, is, is really um, special in the season that we're in. And I want to read you a couple of verses, and then I'm going to get into the message. In Proverbs 16, verse 9, this should be in your notes there, it says this. It says, we make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. In Psalm 37, 23, it says this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. A healthy life is one that is moving. 
A healthy relationship is one that is moving forward. A healthy church is one that is moving. We see a church that's moving forward. We see a church that's on the move. It's a church that's got momentum. It's a church that's taking ground. We see a church that's alive. It's full of vision and expectation for the future. It's a church that's growing, not just growing in numbers, but it's growing people, each individual person growing. And so uh, if, if I imagine a moving church, it's a company of people that are taking one step after another. A moving church is a church where everybody is taking steps. That's a church that's going to be on the move. That's a church that's going to carry some momentum. I actually want to show you what that might look like. You guys watched um, the Flintstones? You know where they run along their little legs? Like, well, we didn't go quite for the Flintstones look. We went for the old yellow school bus look, but I need some help. Steve, I need you to come up, please. If you could be the first one. And then I'm going to take, I'm going to steal that second row of five of you from Aaron through to Alde. Can you come up here, please? Whoa. You're just my, can you put your arm through there? You can hold it up a little bit higher, maybe. Does it look better like that? You're going to have a whole bunch of helpers. Are you, if you guys line up behind Steve, arm through the window. Yep, one window each. Yep, yep, yep. Yay! All right, now I need, I need another four. I need another four. You four, Adrian through to Joanne. Come on, guys. All right, and you're going to line up on this side of them like you're sitting in the seat next to them on the bus, okay? Yeah, look at us go with a little bus. You can, well, don't take one that someone else has taken. All right, <laughs> all right. Steve, you're the driver. Okay, all right, good. All right, I want to show you what it might look like because often it doesn't look like what I just described. Sometimes it, it kind of looks, it doesn't quite look like that church with momentum or, the, or that relationship or that life with momentum. In fact, some of us, we're sitting on the bus but we don't really want to go anywhere. We're sitting on the bus. We're just happy to sit there though. Life's a bit stagnant, not going anywhere. And you know what? We're okay with that. Some of us, oh, we're happy to go somewhere, but we kind of like someone else to like do the work of taking us there. Like we want to go, oh yeah, no, we're, we're keen, you know. But if someone else could do the work, then I'm just along for the ride. Others of you are on the bus, but you're, can you turn around? You're trying to go somewhere, but your, your eyes are in the rearview mirror, right? And so we're going to do a little activity now. What I want you to do, okay, so here's the rule. You guys have got to get this bus moving forward, all right? You've got to get it moving this way. But here's the rule. Steve, you're the only one who's allowed to take a step. Are you ready? Okay. Bus didn't move, right? Steve's the driver of the bus or the pastor of the church. If he is the only one to take a step, that, ain't bus, that bus ain't going anywhere, right? Okay, now, next rule. You guys who are holding the bus, you're allowed to move, but you guys aren't, okay? Are you ready? You're gonna go, are you going to go left foot or right foot? Right foot. Okay, everybody take a step. Hey, hang on a minute. Have you guys seen that TV show? The one where they design the houses and then they all yell out, move that bus. 
Hey, okay. All right, ready? One, two, three. Okay, so when you, okay, so what happened was you got a whole bunch of people who moved, but they left half the bus behind. Okay, now I need you to get, you guys can move forward a little bit just for the illustration. Okay, now the rule is you all take a step, okay? Are you going right, left, right, left? Okay, you ready, guys? You can take multiple steps, okay? Just don't fall off the stage. Alde, turn around. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you ready? One, two, three. Move that bus. Yes, come on. All right, well done, guys. Okay, you can stop now. You can leave the bus. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Give them a hand. If we want to move, if we want to grow, if we want to be a church with momentum, if we want to be a people with momentum, if we want to be a people or our relationships in our life, if we want to do anything that carries a forward-moving motion, we have to be people who are willing to take steps. And if we want to see a church, I want to be a part of a church that's moving. I want to be a part of a church that's not stagnant. I want to be a part of a church that's alive. And if we want to be part of that kind of church, then I as a person need to be willing to make a decision that means I'm going to take a step. Because unless I take a step, then that bus ain't going anywhere. If we rely on Steve to take all the steps, that bus is not going anywhere. If we rely on half the people to take the steps, then only half the people are going to ever end up going somewhere. So what I want to talk to you about tonight is about taking steps. And I want to talk to you about some simple things that we can do in the pre and beginning of step taking that might help you be able to get on the bus and start moving. Are you ready? All right, the first thing we need to do is we need to choose to grow. We need to choose to grow. I get about one day a week where I'm at home on my own, right? And I've got like no, I'm talking no husband, no children, no dog, right? I'm like totally on my own. It's Friday. The dog goes to work with Steve on a Friday. So there's no boys at home. I'm the only girl in my house including the dog. So this Fridays, I lap them up. And so I spend most of my Friday just getting the house in order. I'm a potterer. So I just like pottering around. I do all the cleaning. I make things nice and tidy. I put things back to where they should be. I make the beds. I do the washing. I get the house looking absolutely amazing. You know that feeling when you've spent the day getting the house looking just right, everything's in its place, you've got your peaceful music playing, you've got a few candles lit, you're like, nothing is better right now than the state of this house. And then everyone comes home. The boys walk in, they slam their bags down, they kick their shoes off, they throw their stuff everywhere. The dog comes in and picks up the shoes that they've been left behind and starts running around the house with them. Steve comes in, he throws his things down. You don't do that. (laughs) He's actually really good. Listen, it takes five minutes five minutes for my peaceful, calm, tidy, tranquil house 
to look like a toy tornado went off, right? It's like from one second to the next, the entire, like you would never ever have guessed that I'd spent the entire day cleaning and tidying five minutes after the boys get home. That's because the truth is that everything has a tendency to move toward decay. Everything on its own has the tendency to move toward chaos and disorder. The whole creation story, one of the coolest parts about it is that it's about a God who takes disorder and creates order. One thing we need to understand is that if we left nature to its own devices, it would always head back toward decay and disorder. Think about, um, that's why we have to like tidy your desk all the time. That's why you have to tidy your room. It's why you have to brush your teeth. It's why you have to go to the gym and and do exercise. It's, It's why you have to weed your garden. If you would think of a garden, if you were to not weed it, not do any kind of pruning or taking care of your garden, what would happen? It would grow weeds. It would, and if you left it to its own devices, it would just become out of control. It would be growing weeds and grass everywhere. And you would soon find that your garden would lead itself toward chaos, disorder, and decay. It would no longer bear any fruit for you. If you choose If you don't choose to grow, if I don't choose to grow, I will always be leading myself back toward my sinful human nature. If I don't choose to grow, I will always lead myself back to laziness, back to apathy, back to anxiety or back to worry. If I don't choose to, I will always lead myself back to anger or resentment or bitterness or unforgiveness, whatever that human nature wants to do, if we don't choose to walk in a direction of growth, then we lead ourselves back to disorder and chaos, and I will not bear fruit. We need to make a decision today to believe that it's God's will for me to grow. It's God's will for me to get bigger, to get better, and to bear fruit in my life. We need to make a intentional decision to grow. Choosing to grow means I learn to feed myself. It means I learn to eat. You know, so many of us, we, we expect the church to feed us. We come into church, we sit down and we're like, right then, come on. What have you got for me today, pastor? And then when we go away and we begin to feel hungry, which we will because one meal a week you're always going to get hungry on one meal a week. Then we start hearing things like, oh, the church isn't feeding me. I'm not really getting much sustenance out of the church. Was well, like, well, hello. You've starved yourself the entire week. And then expect one meal on a Sunday to fix you up for the next week. If you are going to be intentional about growth, you've got to be intentional about learning to feed yourself. You've got to feed yourself on the Word. We've got to feed ourselves on the things of God. We've got to learn how to dig deep. We've got to learn how to get into and get out of God all the things that He has for us. We have to choose to grow. It's an intentional decision if we're going to be able to take a step. We've got to choose to grow. Number two. Number two, write this down. Set your direction. Set your direction. 
my parents, like a number of years ago, when I was kind of a sort of early teens, I remember that they used to play this game with their friends, right? They'd all get in the car, uh, but they wouldn't have a destination in mind. They, they wouldn't plan where they were going. They wouldn't take anything useful with them. They would just get in the car and they would drive out the driveway and they would turn left, then turn right, then turn left, then turn right, then turn left, then turn right, left, right, left, right, sometimes for hours and hours and hours until they ended up somewhere and then they would think, here's good, and they stop. This game stresses me out, okay? It's not okay in my world. There's too many variables, too many unknowns. Like, I could not deal with going toward wherever, doing whatever, I just can't understand it. I cannot understand it. The truth is, is that the problem with this game is that you will always end up somewhere, but it will never be where you choose for it to be. And this is the same is true for each and every one of us. If we don't end up setting our direction, we will end up somewhere, but it may never be where God intends for us to be. You know... I don't know about you, but I feel like there's no, a good kid's party always has a questionable game. Pin the tail on the donkey. Who had the idea to take a five-year-old, blindfold them, spin them around and around and around until they became disoriented, put a sharp object in their hand and said, you go for it. Whose idea was that? I mean, really? Who are we thinking? That obviously there's no health and safety regulations at these kinds of birthday parties. I mean, it's been going on for centuries. It's no wonder there've been any injuries from it. But what do you do in this game? You put on the blindfold, you spin them around and around and around, and then you set their direction, don't you? you unless you're a real mean parent, <laughs> you point them toward the way you intend for them to go, right? You point them toward the donkey and you say, there you go. Off you go toward the donkey and hopefully they manage to get to the donkey. Unless you set their direction, they aren't going to make it to the donkey. Unless I set a direction for my life, I will always end up walking away from where God or I intended to be. If you want to take a step to where God wants you to be, you need to set your direction. What do I mean by that? You need to set your direction daily. You need to set your direction toward God, toward the things of God every single day. It doesn't have to be big. It can be very small. It doesn't have to be long. It can be very short. It's a practice every day at the start of your day of setting your direction on the things of God. How might you do that? Well, just last week, Adrian made a really good suggestion for us. Adrian in the night, Steve in the morning, made a really good suggestion that we attempt to get up 15 minutes earlier every day. Do you remember that? We talked about that time to be able to set your alarm and set your alarm 15 minutes earlier every single day. I'm gonna give you a tip on one way that you can set your direction with that 15 minutes. Here it is, you can write this down, it's not in your notes, write it down. Five minutes of that 15, spend it in the Word. Five minutes in the Word. 
The second five minutes of that 15, oh look, it's on the screen. Five minutes of that 15, spend it in prayer. And the final five minutes of that 15, spend it in worship. You can do more if you want to, but let's be honest, most of you, that's a great place to start. 15, five minutes word, five minutes prayer, five minutes worship. I guarantee you it will set your direction for your day. And it means that in that day, if you were to determine to choose to grow, and then eventually if you took a step, it would be going in the direction you intended to be. It wouldn't be a left, right, left, right, left, right, going nowhere. It would be intentional step taking. Set your direction. The third and final thing, the worship team, you can come and join me now. The third thing is do the very next thing. Write that down. Do the very next thing. Sometimes I think you and I look at the call of God or the dreams or the things that we believe God is asking us to do. Some of the stuff that, you know, we we really would like to do in our world that we think is of God. We look at that and it can seem overwhelming. In fact, I think we look at it like we look at a pile of laundry, You know those five loads you procrastinated folding until now? That pile. When you look at that pile, you like, whoa, it's so big, I don't even know where to start. And it can seem overwhelming. In fact, for most of us, it seems so overwhelming, we just don't do it. For some of you, you look at it like you look at your bedroom. Well, young people over here. It just gets, you know, you just put it off and put it off and put it off because when you look at it, it seems so overwhelming that you just don't do anything at all. And we can begin to look at the steps that God is asking us to take or the call of the dream that whatever it is in our life that we're asking, that we feel like He's asking us to do, we look at it like we look at that pile of laundry and we're like, oh, this is so overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to do first. So we, we don't do anything. We don't take any steps. We just remain stagnant. We're the ones on the bus that kind of get left behind, feeling like everybody else is charging after something and we're just not. So we leave it for another day. But we actually need to approach our lives like we would actually approach that laundry. You're not, no one's asking you to in one foul swoop, go, okay, laundry, done. Like, right? <laughs> You're not having to, we don't, we don't expect anyone to fold it, sort it and put it away like, whew. no, and we don't expect it for life either. God isn't asking you to take all the steps. He's not asking you to take a giant leap. Those verses are talking about steps. And so we pick up one piece, we fold it, we sort it, we put it away. We pick up another piece, we fold it, we sort it, we put it away. A third piece, we fold it, we sort it, we put it away. God isn't asking for everything. He's just asking for one step. Let me ask you this, what has God put in right in front of you? What is right in front of you that He's asking of you? What is the very next thing He's asking you to do? It doesn't have to be big. It can be really, really small. Maybe for you, it's to join a small group. 
Maybe it's to join the growth track or, you know, and then get on the dream team. Maybe, maybe for you, it's to get baptised, like tonight. It's a step. Or perhaps it's to forgive someone or to offer an apology. Maybe for you, the step God is asking you to do is actually not to get the promotion, it's just to upskill in where you are and what you're doing right now. Maybe the step God is asking you to take is to start mentoring someone or to start simply reading the Bible or maybe to start praying, start talking to God. Maybe the step for you is to invite someone to church or to start coming to things like heart and soul, start doing stuff outside of just being part of the Sunday, but to actually commit to the community of the church. We actually, as a church, really believe in this. We so much believe in it that every Sunday we put a little card on your seat that helps you take next steps. Like we really want to make it easy for you to do it. You don't even have to get out of your seat in order to commit to a next step. And so I actually want to, I seriously want to encourage you to, to consider what your next step might be. And if it's one of the things on the back of this card, then I would encourage you with all my heart to tick that box, right away, make, right away for us to contact you and then put it in the bucket as it goes round. If it's not on this card, but you just don't know how to do it, then write it in the gap. There's a gap that says other. We would love to be able to help you do it. Joyce Meyer says this. She says, do the very next thing that God puts in front of you and then be ready to move when He says move. I heard that when I was about 20 and I've held on to it as being a guide almost for how God leads, us, leads me into things. Do the very next thing that God asks for you and then be ready to move when He says move. Just take one step and then another and another and another. The beautiful thing about the way that God works is that when we take a step, he will always equip us for the next step. And then He asks us to take the other step and, and He equips us in that step for the next step. He builds step upon step, equipping us as we go. We don't need to know all the things or see all the things or have all the answers. We simply need to do the very next thing. Amen? Come on, let's choose to grow. Let's set your direction. And let's do the very next thing. Let me pray for you before I hand back to Steve. God, we thank you, Lord, that you have designed each and every one of us to grow. I thank you, Lord, that it is your desire that we would be people who grow and become shaped by you and are molded. That, Lord, you love us just as we are, but you love us too much to leave us that way. And your greatest desire is that we would grow closer and closer to your image. And Father, I thank you for each person sitting in this room. I pray right now you would bring to mind a next step for them. I pray right now you would speak to them, just a knowing in their heart that they would know what the next thing you're asking them to do is. And God, I pray that you'd give them a boldness and a courage to take the step to tick the box, to fill in the form, to speak to that person, to make that phone call, to make that decision. And God, I pray that as they do, Lord, You would bless them. God, would You open doors for them. Lord, would You equip them, even if they're scared taking the step. God, I thank You that You, you equip every person You have called. 
And God, I thank you that the plans for these, this church is to be a church that's growing and moving with vision and momentum. And Lord, we're so thankful that we get to be a part of it. Would you bless everyone tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, you let's stand, Bex. Great word. Great word. Hey, I want to um, pray one more prayer with you guys tonight. Can I just ask you to take a few moments just to bow your heads and close your eyes just for one more time. I want to just pray uh, one more prayer. And what I would like to do is extend an invitation to you um, to maybe pray this prayer with me. I don't know your story. I don't know your journey. I don't know what brought you into church today. I don't know your background or where you're at with God. But um, I want to offer the opportunity, the invitation for anyone in this room, if you, you're here and you don't know Jesus, you don't know this God we've been singing about or talking about, you don't know Him. Maybe you've never made a decision to place your life in His hands and trust Him with your life. Maybe you've, maybe you've done that before. Maybe you've walked with Jesus before. Maybe you've had a relationship with God in the past, but the honest truth is right now, you're actually far from God. You're, you're very distant from Him. And maybe tonight you've come here to church because this is your night to get right with God. What I want to do is um, offer that invitation to you to follow me in a prayer. It's simply a prayer of surrender. The truth is, friends, that God loves you more than you'll ever know. We all fall short of God's standard. The Bible calls that stuff sin. It's the stuff that separates us from God. And the penalty, the payment that is due for our sin is death. But God in His amazing grace, He sent His own Son Jesus to a cross. When He died on that cross, He took, took upon Himself what you and I would do for our sin. He paid the penalty. He paid the price, every part of it. And then He conquered death and the grave, and He rose again to new life. And He offers to every single person on this planet, you included, His free gift of grace, forgiveness for your, all of your wrongs, your guilt, your shame, your sin, all of it forgiven. He gives you a brand new life, a brand new start that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God will make you alive on the inside like you have never known before. He gets you to and leads you to walk into these plans that He has for your life. God's got a plan for you. Your life is not a mistake or an accident. It's not a whole bunch of random circumstances. God has a plan for your life. He wants to bless you. And then there's this great promise for you of eternity in heaven with Him. This life is not the end of the story. God is preparing eternity for you, friend. It's a free gift. It's a free offer. And if you're here today and you're not right with God, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him, or maybe you're far from God, I want to invite you now to pray this prayer with me. I'm going to pray it out loud, and you can follow with me, but you don't have to follow out loud. You can pray along with me in your heart, but when you pray it in your heart, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer, not mine. This is your moment. Just say these words. Say, God, today, this day, I surrender my life to you. I know that I've sinned. I know I've messed up. But I believe that Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from that old way of life. I ask you to forgive me of all my wrongs. And I ask you to come into my life now. Come and take control. Come and be the Lord of my life. I ask you to make me brand new today. I choose from this moment, this day, to live for you. And I ask this in the name of Jesus. 
just with your eyes still closed and every head bowed, if you prayed that prayer tonight, can I just tell you, I am so proud of you. This is honestly, I, with my hand on heart, I think this is the most amazing decision that any person can ever make in their whole entire life. I'm so proud of you. And what I would love to invite you to do is to do something really brave. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. And if you pray that prayer tonight, either for the very first time, or maybe you're getting your life right with again, you're far, far from God, and you're getting your life right tonight. I want you to be really, really brave. And when I get to three, I want you to put your hand up nice and high. No one's looking around. What I'll do is I'll see your hand. I'm not going to stand you up. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call you out or bring you to the front. All I will do is I'll see you, I'll acknowledge you, and you can put your hand straight back down again. This is your moment. This is your step of faith. I want you to be bold and be brave tonight. Are you ready if you pray that prayer? You're saying, count me in, Steve, on the count of three. One, two, three. Hands up nice and high right now. You're saying, Steve, that's me. Yeah, God bless you right in the middle of my man. I see you, Ted. That's awesome. God bless you. Yeah, to my right, to my right as well. Far right, that's awesome. God bless you. Yeah, you can put your hand right down the back, right here in the middle. Thank you so much. Awesome. If your hand's been up, you can put it down now. I've seen you. Is there anyone else saying, Steve, that's me, count me in right now. You go for it. This is your moment and your day. Awesome. God, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this house tonight. God, I pray for all of those who've responded. I thank you that your love is big, your love is great, and your gospel is for everybody. And so I pray right now they would know the true free life that comes from you, Jesus. May they know the beauty of a relationship with you. I pray your blessing on each of them now as they begin this amazing journey. And I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, church. Please put your hands together for those people. Amazing, amazing, amazing. What a blessing, man. Hey, as Beck said, on your seat is this little Orange Connect card. There is a next step for you. And if you just said yes to Jesus, you just put your hand up. We are so proud of you. We want to help you uh, in any way we can. Even, and here's what I ask you to do. There's a little box on this card that says, I'm committing or recommitting my life to Christ. Um, if you put your hand up, that's what you just did. And I'd love to invite you to write your name on this card and just tick that box. If For the only reason that you let us know, because we just want to know, because we're super proud of you. Uh, but if there's any way we can help you, we want to give you a Bible, help you on your journey. Uh, we would absolutely love to do that. This is just the beginning of an amazing, amazing lifelong journey. So don't just let your hand going up be your only step you take. Tell somebody, put it on this card. We would love to help you on the journey. God has got so much more for you. Uh, but this is just the beginning of that whole, this whole journey. So, so cool. So proud of you. If there's anything